Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for Season 13. No, Season 3. What am I thinking? <laughs> episode 12 titled Make That Money. My name is Joe Batanz and I am joined as always by one hilarious Baldwin co-host from show business. Please say hello to Adam Salandra. Hello, Adam Salandra. Hi, Joe. Wait, so little peek behind the curtain here. Mm-hmm. We recorded two episodes in a row. So last week's oh show. God, well, there's a reason I'm saying this. So when we were playing the intro before I went to this, I, I just postponed my jury duty. Okay. Same. We both live in LA County. That was done. Because maybe hopefully it, I postponed it until September. So it's saying Same. Right? Oh, I hope we're together. I know. What they're saying here is because of social distancing, they're not going to have you be in jury rooms. You're just going to basically be, I think, at home, and then they just call you when it's time for you to show up in the little courtroom. In September, too? Or I don't know. It, no, I don't know. I'm like, I bet it's over then. We, we should have kept it. I know. Well, no, the reason I, I moved mine was if they're dumb. I could have done it a week later. I didn't realize. Um, I just pushed it till September because I was like, eh. Whatever, right? Is um, my birthday is on the fourth of July? And it is. It sure is. And what a patriotic baby. Yeah, and so I didn't want to. My my jury was Monday the fifth. I was like, no, I'm not going to do. I'm not going to be. I'm not going to spend my birthday thinking I have to be at jury duty tomorrow. I respect that, and would have done the same. Thank you. So you're um, welcome. Yeah. So I uh, chose not to do that, and so I moved. And then when I moved, when I had a choice to move it, move it, I'm like, mid September sounds good. Yeah, no birthdays then. Yeah, no birthdays or anything then. But hopefully they still have that rule by mid September. I hope so. I'll be happy. Yeah, or like we that. just don't go at all. That's well, really especially cool. I live relatively close to the courthouse. Yeah, that, it, there must be some weird thing they're doing. Maybe you wait in your car, which I would still be f- better with. Hell yes, whatever yeah. it is, keep yeah. me out of there. I actually would kind of be interested to be in a jury, mostly just for the content. I get that. But the people are, what, not going to have a show for a week? I don't think so. Yeah, I'll have to do it after the jury duty. Okay. Yeah, you have to you have to figure it out, Salandra. It's the way it works. Also, I do most of my shows on the weekend. Most you do? Of yeah, most? Most, most of my work of week is on the weekend. I'm off. Oh. Right now, I'm off Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. Three day. I yeah, love that. I work Friday through Monday. But I think even that's changing. I don't know. We'll see. Hey, um, I'm going to talk to you for a bit because I want it to be at least 45 minutes. And I know this episode's shorter than the other one. Okay. At, now that you say that, let me say this. I'm, I'm excited to see what happens here because I wasn't kidding when I texted you. I fell asleep several times during watching this. <laughs> I could this. see why. Uh-huh. And I was like, I, I'm so, t- I, I can't go back. Why? Well, I, I need to end it so I can go to bed. Well, hold so on, we'll see. <laughs> seven days ago, Adam Salandra, seven days ago, you chastised me on the air mm-hmm. for criticizing this show. You were like, I don't like podcasts where they hate the show. Where I'm like, yes. well, then why do you even watch the show? Why do you do a podcast about it? How dare you? And I was like. I was sucking my thumb and going like, I want my mommy. And I got in big trouble. I edited it out of the show. People didn't hear that. So, um, 
So now you are saying here that – but I I can attest to this because that's this is the episode where I texted you that this this episode I was literally like like uh, just wanting just to throw myself off a, a, a cruise ship. OK. But I think let's quickly revisit the fact that I was not calling you out last week, seven days mm. ago, even though we literally just said we recorded this back to back. I was on, saying you and I are doing I, the thing that I hate. I, I have the tape. I have a tape right here, and I'm going to play it. Okay. Yo, why you even fucking watch the show, man, if you just fucking hit the show? What the fuck your problem, bro? I don't know. I'm just really sorry. Just what the, what the fuck's the problem? Don't fucking, then don't just quit this fucking show. See? Thank well, you, person who played sound, the tape. That did sound accurate. Like, I, yeah. Okay. I'm, once again, I'm right. I mean, I'm wrong. You're right. Yeah. Thank you. So, uh, anyway, so, Solandra, uh, you know, we, we, last week we talked about you and your friends and, uh, you know, you moved to L.A. and you became gay. And and then also earlier in the show, I accused you of being a West Hollywood gay. Now, I need you to be honest here. I'm doing research for science. Okay. Okay. Think of your circle of friends. Not not your close circle, but just like the people you see regularly. Okay. In a, in a pre-pan world. Okay? Yeah, of course. No, I'm not asking you to do actual math. Percentage what? Oh, no, but you've been with Sean for 10 years, huh? Or 11 years. Yeah. Monogamous? Monogamish. Monogamish. Oh, really? What are the rules for you guys? I. The only reason I don't want to say is because I don't know what he feels comfortable with. Okay. I'm very happy to talk about myself. Okay, talk about and, yourself. And I'm a slut. Like, I, uh, my natural personality, if I was single, is very like, let's live life. Um, well, first of all, ask your question. Let me see. Let me see if I can answer it. Okay. Cause maybe you had friends that you, you knew before your husband. I did. What percentage of your friends have you slept with? Oh, let me rephrase. Let me rephrase. First, let's do how many, what percentage of your friends have you slept with? Um, Guesstimate. Honestly, well, it depends. what do you mean by? <laughs> well, no, we're gonna get specific. We're gonna get into specifics. <laughs> I mean, there are people that I am uh, Facebook friends with. No, 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 I no. Am. Facebook friends don't count. I'm talking like you see them. I wouldn't say every week, but like it's it's they're in your regular cycle. Oh, genuinely, genuinely, a, a very small percentage. Okay. Next yeah. question. Next question. Mm-hmm. What percentage of those friends have you made out with? Oh yeah, I'm a I'm a I'm a make out kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, my closest what I'm doing right now is thinking of my closest group of gay friends, and and I have not um, I have not penetrated the inner circle, so to speak. I, mm-hmm. But if you zoom out a little bit. There are people that I was probably friends with because it was fun to be flirty, and that's different. Mm-hmm. Um, but I prefer – I think I was always like, let's go for a stranger. Mm-hmm. It's more mm-hmm. fun, more exciting. Mm-hmm. Now, I know you can't speak for the rules that Sean has for you because you don't know how he feels or whatever. But but what would you be okay with if Sean did it? I mean, this is your, this is your feelings, what you'd be okay with. Yeah, I can I can say that. Um, I'd be okay with all if we're both allowed to do the same thing. I'd be okay with almost anything. However, mm-hmm. 
it's specifically with Sean who makes me feel no jealousy. I feel very confident that we are um, in it for the long haul. So that's why if it was someone else that I was like, I don't know if this bitch is like out what they're doing. I, I might feel very differently, but with him, I have complete trust. So even if he was having sex, even if he, even if I allowed him to have sex with someone else, uh, I, it wouldn't bother me. No, but, but you said almost everything. What would be the, what would be like the, except that I dated a guy once where we were openish. And my one thing was really weird was, uh, no kissing. I didn't want kissing. I intimate. could see that kissing that I'd be like, well, why are we even doing it? Cause that's my fave, but I can see, I can very much see that. Yeah. It's much more intimate. Very pretty yeah. woman of you. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, it would be, it wouldn't even be sexual. It'd be like, don't go on dates. Well, you don't, know, don't become emotionally attached. My last, um, boyfriend before Aiden was a quote unquote straight guy. Okay. Um, this was a whole new thing for him. And his open, our little thing was he could hook up with girls. Interesting. Right? Which he did on a tear. He was on a tear, right? Oh. Okay. And then on. So was he straight? Was he bi? Or was he closeted? I can't day get into that straight? because now there's uh, one day when we hang out for brunch, I'll give you the whole thing. Now it's a bachelor party. Oh, people are listening. Don't it's know a what fa- that is, oh, but... yeah, it's a bachelor party. You're right. Yeah. They'll know what it is. It already aired. So, okay. um, but, uh, we probably we probably already talked about the bachelor party by the time this aired. True, true, true. We already had it. So, yeah. um, but the the reason we broke up is we were hanging out. Actually, it was for the finale of a season of Game of Thrones. We got together. We were going to watch this finale, and um, he had this thing too where I just I my oh, this is probably a big problem too. I just didn't want to know. Right? He could hook up yeah. with whatever girls he wanted. Just didn't want to know. He had this thing where he had to tell me. Weird. Right? Yeah. So he goes, I had to tell you this. And he, but then he goes, this, this is what started the fight. He goes, I had to tell you, uh, uh, there was a girl last night. And I was like, because I still used to get like, ugh. Right? I was like, ugh. Right? And he goes, yeah. no, 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 no. But you don't have to worry. We didn't have sex. All we did was cuddle and look at the stars. And I was like, that's worse. Of course. And then that started the whole conversation. We broke up. Yeah. No, it's much worse because, listen, I've for many years believed sex and love are two different things. Sure. Everybody loves sex. but You don't need to be having sex with someone you love to enjoy sex. I also love eating, which I know we talked about that last week. But like, but what am I going to eat with just one person for the rest of my life or just one thing? That's stupid to me. So I think that you can have sex and it's just totally has nothing to do with love or romance. However, cuddling, romantic, watching the stars is falls a little more on the spectrum of what could what could become love. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm with you. Well, that was the thing, too. I think this is something that I personally think not to be I don't know what the opposite of uh, heterophobic, I guess. <laughs> is I told him this, and this was true during the entire run of the relationship. He was like, I'm going to hook up with girls. This is so great, right? And I was like, that's not really how girls operate. And it was mm-hmm. every single time the same fucking story. I will give him this. I will give him this. He never lied to them, as far as I know, right? Oh, that's... Well, yeah, because it was the same story every single time. He, he would. It was the same pattern. It was, 
I met this girl. I told her about us. She's really cool. She gets it. Cut to six weeks later. I got to break up with this girl because she's like, what is this? I don't understand. What are we? So they were was, dating? Not just like. No, no, no. He wanted like, he wanted, he wanted basically a girlfriend with benefits. And that's just. Is, that's, I'm not saying it doesn't exist. No, but you're a lucky man if you find it. Yeah, that's why. Exactly. So, um, yeah. So, so that's that. By the way, I lucked out getting out of that one. That was one of those where I was like, "What? Oh my god!" And I was so heartbroken over it too. Now, the thing with Aiden that I've struggled with is, you know, he's younger. Yeah. And I just. I mean, it's, I think, a big problem, you know, where, like, I feel like I, he, he, I mean, he swears his loyalty to me, loyalty to me up and down, blah, blah, blah. I have other things, too, that I know, like, he's true, but I still feel, I, I struggle because my thing with him is, like, and his wife told him, like, I go, I want monogamy for a few years. Mm-hmm. Give me two or three years, and then let's revisit, you know, once we, yeah, done everything, right? And then, but, my whole thing, though, again, at that age is I don't want him to be your age and being like, what did I do? You know, I, I just missed all that. I, 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 yeah. think, I think your 20s are both an awful and wonderful time. It, it shapes definitely the first five years who you are, you know, definitely. so and you come out a different person. Oh, know? yes. Uh and so I don't want to rob him of that. Okay, that's he 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 is an adult choosing to be in a relationship. Yeah, 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 yeah. But what I'm saying is what I'm saying is on the monogamy. Oh, in part. terms of yeah, I, that's that's hard because I get your point, but I also agree that it is best to really build a foundation before doing that. That's what I think too. That's what I think too. Look, here's the deal too, like you know, I used to be in a group therapy for gay men, and uh, one of the things that we would see regularly, I wouldn't say frequently, but regularly, it wouldn't be unusual, is a thruple would come in. Mm. And so I got to learn a lot about thruples. And what I will tell you, from my observation, maybe you have experience with this, so you can tell me too. My experience has been that thruples that start off as thruples are much more successful than yeah. a couple who brings in a third. I believe that. Too. I don't have experience, but I I would strongly guess that to be true. And I actually think a thruple that starts out as a thruple would be very healthy for gay men, you know, yeah. because based on my roommate experience growing up, in that I always found living with two other people was best because someone's always the asshole and it yeah. gets to dissipate that energy. Yeah. You know? And whereas when it's one-on-one, that asshole just keeps throwing back and forth like ping pong. That's true. So when you have a thruple, especially if it starts off that way, one person's all – so the other two bond more than the other one. But then it just rotates, you know? And and that's life. Like even with a group of friends, you're like, sometimes I want to be with this person. This one's annoying. And then it's just like, that's okay. That's what – we're just one day at a time. Yeah. Like if I found someone in between my age with Aiden, that might be a good like – That'd be nice. Well, why don't you look for that? Because I would love to start hearing thruple stories, and I'm very serious. Yeah, well, 
I'll tell you a thruple story right now. This week, the girls sell some of their used drag wares on Rue VC. For the Maxi Challenge, it's the Make That Money Ball. Alexis almost quits the show and then inexplicably rejoins the show. On the main stage, that story's never resolved. It's just like she just comes back and at the end. On the main stage, the girls show off their three looks, but it's Manila Luzon who walks away as the winner of the challenge. Just leaves Alexis Mateo and Yana Sofia as the bottom two queens forcing them to duke it out in a lip-sync battle for their lives. After an emotional lip-sync, Alexis Mateo lives to see another day while Yara Sophia is asked to sashay away. Adam Salandra, he of show business, give me two things you liked about the episode, one thing you did not. Okay. Um, I realized once I saw them all together, no matter what we're saying against this season, this is an incredibly strong top four. It is. Uh, so I liked that mm-hmm. and I respect them all. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked that they did a ball where it wasn't all horrible looks because we're down <laughs> to the top four and they're pretty yeah. talented. Even the bad ones weren't repulsive. No. What I didn't like, I neglected to, um, say what I didn't like, but let's face it, I fell asleep three or four times. So if that doesn't say, I mean, can that count? I couldn't yeah. stay awake. Yeah, I got nothing. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. So you beat me. You have two. You're two up on me. Okay. Go ahead, go, go, okay go. What I liked about the episode. Uh, anytime Latoya Jackson is on anything, I'm here you're for pissed. it. Okay. Oh, I thought you were gonna say you're mad. No, I'm here for it because she's just. I like. Rue feels the same way. Apparently, yeah. He just loves her. Well, that's where the Ivy Winters comes from. Yeah. Uh, I just love anything. I, I love wacky people. In fact, right now my YouTube. I have a love-hate relationship with Liza Minnelli, but I'm so obsessed with how weird and cracked out she is. Love that. that. I any So it started – I went down this YouTube algorithm where now it keeps recommending me Liza Minnelli clips and I and keep say, watching okay. them. And yeah. so it keeps thinking I love Liza Minnelli and keeps giving me more and more Liza Minnelli. <laughs> well, currently you do. I love watching her interview. Yeah. I don't need to see her performing at the Palladium, but I love – I, 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 but I, I will say I almost wanted to do a show. You can track her sanity by the way she sings the song Cabaret. Cause she's been singing that song even before she was in Cabaret. There is a clip of her in the 60s before she was in the movie of her singing Cabaret. She's been huh? singing Cabaret since Meant Black and White TV, right? <laughs> and singing – and then there's even one recently on a German show where she's clearly lip-syncing – because the people behind her are clearly like not really playing the instruments. <laughs> and it's cuckoo bananas. The whole thing is – and then she gets really weird. Ugh. I – yes. Liza Minnelli, Liza with a Z, yes, 100%. Um, how do we get on this? What are we talking about? I was just oh, going to say – Latoya Jackson. Latoya Jackson. Next. Um – this is true for this episode and the last episode, too. And as we've mentioned this several times uh, on the show, and it's true in this episode with what we see with Alexis. And I have a lot of thoughts about what happens, especially towards the end of this episode. It has to do with production. Um, but also when you were saying last week that Manila was just openly aggressive towards her team partner. Yeah. Is, you know, apart from Untucked being so good is the girls are very real this season. There's no yeah. there are no airs of trying to be anything other than who they are. 
they're all very authentic. Every single one. I can't think of one who isn't authentic. That's how the season. early seasons were, and I'm, I met, social media just scared them away from that. And that's a big. It's funny that we don't like the season more because of that. Because it, I miss that a lot. Yeah. Um, well, because I don't blame the girls. I blame the production sure. because of a how long the season is, and I don't just don't think well produced. I don't think they knew how to produce them as well. So there's a lot of just meandering. The editing. Yeah, I bet it's like Drag Race Down Under, um, where you know those producers are. I, I I was thinking the same thing. It's like the girls are maybe are fine, but this is not the tea. No, it's not. Um, and the thing I didn't like about this episode, producer Brian Grazer's wife was like, "What was that judging? Who was she?" Yeah, yeah. It was weird. It was a, a very weird judging decision because she she wrote the the movie Stepmom. I looked her up. <laughs> That's so weird. I, I investigated her like she was one of your friends. Yeah, clearly. Uh, all right. After Carmen's elimination, Raja doesn't know how to wipe a mirror message off. Uh, next, RuPaul entered the workroom to announce this week's mini challenge. Each queen will have three minutes to promote an item from their own drag collection. The products were as uh, follows. Um, why did I grab the wrong outline? Here it is, right here. Um, promise where it follows. Nope, that's Drag Race Down Under. This is what happens when you're so busy. When you have so many shades. Okay, we don't need Shannon's elimination. I don't need Maxie's elimination. I don't need that. Don't need that. Oh, why don't you just do some paperwork real quick while yeah, we? I'm gonna do some paperwork on on the air. Well, you know what? Um, I had a question. Here it is, right here. I got it right here. Raja okay. was Raja's gaff. Manila's was Man- Manila spray. Yara's was Yara's pop it on hair extensions. And Alexis was Alexis's handmade pads. And the winner was Yara Sophia for that mini challenge. Uh, for this week's maxi challenge, uh, the girls are having a ball. Specifically, they're having the make that money ball. Each queen will make three looks. Uh, one, swimsuit body beautiful. Two, cocktail attire after 5 p.m. And three, the million dollar evening gown eleganza extravaganza. Um, now, as the mini challenge winner, Yara got more paper to work, but she got like $2 million, an extra million or something. What were your thoughts on this mini challenge, uh, the maxi challenge? Any thoughts there before we go on to anything else? Adam Slam. Um, something I realized while watching and was shocked and excited that there there's no one white in the top four or even black um which is just very unique and cool it was an all non-white and i mean of course i would have loved a black person but like all four i guess brown queens well that's something we talked about before i think as soon as um whoever the last who's the last white girl to leave let me look at the order but there's it's been been brown do you count carmen carmen's puerto rican yeah what do you mean? It's yeah. Canada, so it probably was Delta. No, Delta's Mexican. Oh my God. Um, were there even white people on it? Yeah, there were. Well, definitely Mimi. But I think I think I think it was all people of color fairly early on. Let me see here. Um okay, here we go. Um you know, actually after in oh no, India's Mexican. After Mimi leaves. They got rid of the three white girls right off the bat. Wow, that's amazing. Venus. Oh no, because Venus delights Mexican. They only had two white people on this season. Okay, but 
let's just even look at it as um I don't know if you like Mexican. I know she's Latina or Latinx. Latinx. White presenting, or is that what you, how, what it is? Yeah, what, how sure. You, what you say? Well, yeah, India um, and Venus are definitely white presenting, and I would say Delta as well. Yes, and to me, Carmen as well. Okay, Carmen is is not poor. I mean, she's literally Puerto Rican. I'm not, but she's just like Italian Jersey to me, and that's just how I I see her. Um, okay. All right. I'll go with that. Even though, yeah, I just think she was like, I don't know what they call them in Puerto Rico, but in Mexican, they call them pochos, you know, people who don't speak me. People don't speak Spanish, yeah. but they're Mexican. I don't know what they call them, what, a, what the Puerto Rican version is. But, um, but yeah, but I'm looking at this Phoenix and Mimi M first. So yeah. Um, cause India's Latinx. Mariah is, I believe, African American. Stacey Lee Matthews is um Stacey Matthews is like She's black, I think. No, she's not. She's um Native American or something? She talked about it on the show. Yeah, no, I think that's true, but surely there's some May, I don't know. Delta Work, Latinx, yeah. Shangela Black, uh, Carmen Carrera's Puerto Rican, Yara Safita Puerto Rican, Lex Mateo Puerto Rican, Manila Manila's half white. Does that half count? And then Raja Raja is a whole bunch of mixed diff- different things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, good for the diversity. Probably the most diverse cast you've ever had. Yeah, I've, it has to be based on the fact that it well, taking out the white presenting of it, there's mm-hmm. like two. That's crazy. Yeah. Another realization I had in this episode was the whole time hearing Jada's just like craziness. I'm like, oh, well, she has an accent, so it just sounds a little crazy to me. And then I was mm-hmm. like, wait. No, no, no. A lot of people have accents. Alexis has an accent. She's just screaming and singing nonsense and shrieking. Like, no matter what language she spoke or with an accent or not, mm-hmm. it would be kind of outrageous. Yeah. So it it was sort of revealed to me right before she left that she's just kind of crazy in a way I like. But it has nothing to do with her being Puerto Rican. No, she's just straight up crazy. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> she's a crazy person. Uh, alright, let's move on. In the workroom, Raja and Manila say problematic comments about Asian people again about sweatshops. Raja confesses that she's never made a swimsuit. Alexis complains about the judge's critiques of her body. Meanwhile, Raja hates her outfit and starts all over. Next, RuPaul enters the workroom to check on the girl's progress. Alexis struggles to find a sense of direction. Yara wants to move to the mainland. Manila will stab her friends in the back to win. Raja struggles with time management. Before leaving the workroom, RuPaul announced one more thing. The girls will have to choreograph a group number, kick off the Make That Money ball, as the winner of the mini-challenge Yara will be in charge of that number. Any uh, thoughts there on the workroom and the table visits? Adam, Salandra, he of show business. Well, the thing... Do, does this include the part where Alexis leaves? No, it's next. Oh, then I literally have no thoughts. <laughs> that's fine. There's not much. There really isn't much to this episode. Yeah. And yeah. That, I'm not going to fault the season. At this, I, I will say, even season six yeah. is an iconic season. That top four episode is a slog to get through. By this so, stage, I mean, that's just, yes, there's not, it, there's fewer people. Yeah. They probably get along well and enough. And they're all the best ones. So they're, and they're, they're all good. They're not so, going to yeah. make big mistakes, you know. Yeah. So, so it is what it is. Yeah. It is what it is. All right. Uh, in the workroom, Alexis scrambled to finish her garments. In a moment of despair, she packs her bags in resignation. Yara and Alexis, in Spanish, argue about Alexis's choice to give it the competition. Alexis leaves the workroom but returns with a renewed sense 
of purpose. I believe you have things to say here, Adam Salanza. I just thought it was a very weird moment. Um, like they really zoomed in on her and it was scary. She was actually freaking out. You could tell. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't understand what she was even upset about. She was always doing well. I mean, Jada says this, but like she was always doing well in the competition. Um, and up for the most part. And so it was random that she was freaked out at all. Mm-hmm. Like, where did that come from? Oh, I have thoughts. And then, That's interesting. Then what? I have very strong thoughts. Oh, you do? Mm-hmm. About why she did, why it happened? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, let's hear it. Oh, well, go great. on. No, get, get, go well, on. I was just going to say when she comes back, well, I don't know if it was awkward editing, which I'm sure it was a little bit that, mm-hmm. or just the longest moment when she, Alexis comes back and they're just like, so, maybe they wanted it to seem awkward, mm-hmm. but it was. But well, I'd, like I'm to sure. hear, I'd like to hear your thoughts. I think it's very similar to the, not, not my thoughts here, but the Pearl thing where Pearl was gone, I think they said for like a couple hours. Right. Oh, uh, I didn't yeah. think. Maybe I never thought about. She could have. Obviously, they weren't showing the entire time she was gone. But that yeah. would be true. Yeah, I think the, the producers gave her a talking to. I thought she came right back. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> oh, I forgot something in the car. What's wrong with everybody? <laughs> no. Um. I really think what we see here, what we see during the lip sync, is the result of. This show going for this, this season going for so fucking long. The girls are mentally exhausted. They yeah. are. At, and then this, and by the way, like I said, this season, you know, I was going to say I had the pleasure, but I wouldn't go that strong. I interviewed James Mansfield once. And one of the yeah. questions that came up, I asked was, what if you could be in any season, what season would it be? And James said, uh, that she would be on season three. You know, because season three was a very design heavy season and she would be good at that. And, um, it, it, it's brutal. I mean, think about, I mean, it's already brutal for the girls now and they don't have to do as many design challenges. I mean, this is design challenge, design challenge after sewing competition. It's sewing. It's almost like Project Runway. And then adding onto that, like, chore- they don't ask the, the designers of Project Runway now choreograph a number. That's right. You know, and I think it's, anyone who's been on a reality show like Adam and I, Adam and I were both on the same season actually of The Bachelor. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was fun. It was, which is weird because it was all it, here's what's sad is we were on The Bachelor. It was mm-hmm. all women and then me and Adam. Which yeah, is really I was weird. Like, okay. And what's even sadder, we the black girl still went home before us. That one was that is sad and also very true. Yeah. Stay st- the black, you know, she, she, it's always the same thing. She stayed one episode. Uh-huh. And then episode two, the black girl goes home. That was obviously the Colton Underwood season if you haven't seen it. <laughs> so, um, anyway, uh, I think that the, the, these girls at their, their emotional wits end. You know, I the, think you're right. And, and like you said, we see in the lip sync that Alexis is certainly not the only one going through it, um, which we'll talk about when we get there. I don't even think Raja – I think Raja and Manila are belly, but they have each other. Like remember, we've talked about on this show, there's a weird thing. I think because they're Puerto Rican, the show we're trying to force Yara and Alexis to be friends. Yeah. But they really weren't throughout the season. I mean they were acquaintances and they were friendly to each other. But it And they had really, this moment where yeah. – where, it's like Zara telling her, come on, get back in the game. But, but I it's think like, it's that because, wasn't friendship and that's so much necessarily. Just, well, I think it happened to be there was the, he- it became the Heathers versus the Boogers and it was like, we're the only two people left. Yeah. You know? Yep, yep, yep. And because Raja and Manila clearly have each other. 
Yeah. So also, if- though, Raja uh, was older, which helps. True. I don't know how old Manila was. Uh, she's a little older, but not, not, not. I don't know how. Let me look at their ages because I know. Yeah, Raja is like thirty six or something. Referencing, like that. yeah, they kept referencing her being the oldie. Yeah, uh, but I think I think Manila is like in her early thirties at that point. Um, but uh, hold on, but and I don't know where Alexis and Inyara were at that stage. I'm, I'm pulling up right now. Um, okay, so Raja was thirty six. Manila was twenty eight. Alexis was 30. Oh. And Yara was 26. All right. So. But Raja is. But also, Raja has been doing drag for also probably a lot longer than. I think Raja was doing since a teenager. I think she even said, I've been doing it for 20 years. And also, there's. I hate to say it. I don't know if they ever promised Raja she would win, but. She was definitely courted for this season. Yeah. So she, she was very comfortable, I think. And also worked in show business, um, had that experience. Uh, she was Tyra's makeup girl for a long time. That's right. And so, like, she, I think, knew how it was. But, like, I think for a lot of these girls, especially Alexis and Yara, like, and lives in L.A., like, it's just, like, very comfortable for her. But, um, and they, Manila and Raja have each other. And um, and even had Carmen. The Heathers lasted for a while. And I think, and they just, yeah. you just, you're just exhausted. That, I, have you ever been so tired you and exhausted and stressed that you cry? You just. Oh, tired is when I'm, is the one time I just can't handle my emotions or, yeah. or like keep it together. Cause I usually try and present a positive, pleasant attitude, but that's when I can't. All right. Well, I forgot to take a break. So why don't we take a break? When we come back, we'll finish up this episode. Okay. Later on the main stage, Yard and Alexis attempt to teach Raja and Manila how to keep up with their crazy Latino rhythm. On its elimination day and the girls get ready for the runway, Raja worries about another placement in the bottom. The girls run out of glue sticks. And finally, the girls whisper about Yara's eleganza outfit being a bit much. Um, Adam Salandra of Show Business, uh, any big thoughts on the elimination day, on the choreography, anything like that? Um, not other, not, no, other than when they were... Um having their little mirror talk about who should be in the top three and they like couldn't fully decide. I, yeah. I, I wonder if they, I wonder who they did think cause they really all could have made the top. Yeah. Three. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Well, uh, yeah, there's really not much to it. You know, on these ball looks, especially on these ball ones, there's not much to the episode. So why don't we do this? Why don't we go now? It's time for the dun, looks. Dun, dun. I wonder if you have big thoughts. I mean, there's, we don't really talk about the looks and there's three, Look, did you have? Do you have them specifically by look? I usually do. I seem to have probably was falling in out of sleep. I, sure. I have some. Sure. I have cocktail hour, which yeah, auto corrected to cock frisk hour. Well, yeah, I guess that sure. wasn't auto corrected. That's just how I typed it. Jada mm-hmm. um, looked sexy. Mm-hmm. No, and Manila looked like she was in a gold sheet. That was pretty much all. <laughs> Those are all your notes on the looks. On on cocktail hour. Okay, cocktail. Um, what about swimsuit the, body beautiful? No, no comments. All right. What about million dollar evening gown eleganza? I thought that Jada looked great from afar. Like at first she got me, yes. and then yes. when when they when up close, I was like, oh, really? 
Or when she moved. There was something about when she moved. Yeah. Like, oh, now I'm seeing all the flaws in this dress. Yeah. Yes. Um, I liked Manila's. Okay. Moneyball look. And Latoya saying that her hair was too big was so outrageous. But like Manila said, and I'm certain she meant this exactly. Mm-hmm. She was like, how dare you? I'm a drag queen. But yeah. literally, I mean, what do you, where do you think you are, Latoya? Which she probably didn't know. She probably didn't know where she was. You're right. Yeah. Um, and those are the longs for men. <laughs> and those are, much to the horror of Taylor Lavante Boy, the look. I have, look, I, I said, I'll say it, I said it once. If, I, if I've said it once, I've said it a million times. This is an audio medium. You're and correct. I don't know what I'm talking about. Why would I go on at length about something I don't know what I'm talking about? I'm literally wearing this shirt and then, like, basketball shorts. Like. It looks good. Oh, it looks really good. Um, and well, it's been hot here in Southern California. Oh, sure has. You know, I had a question for you that I wrote down, and we're we're literally wrapping up. Did you have any thoughts? Because after our conversation earlier, you know, there's a lot of drama, and maybe you've heard about this about uh, fetish at Pride. At Pride. Oh, yeah. Yay or nay? Where are you on this? <sighs> It, we're, everyone was we're in Pride season, and I think Adam Sandler is trying to calculate the politics of what he's going to say right now. No, I don't care. I, this is what I—I I just couldn't figure out whether what, what yay or nay, like which one meant which. So I'm just mm-hmm. going to speak beyond the yay or nay. Is that absolutely it belongs at Pride for it to be the queer youth who's so accepting to now be like, no, Pride's a family thing. No, I, honestly, bring your kid. I'm fine with that, but bring your kid to what it is, not like we're going to button up for fucking Pride. Well, okay, let me ask you this, because I read an article, maybe um, you read it too, but I read an article, and they in the article, for the most part, I agree with you, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But there was a part where they put a tweet, they, they quoted a tweet, they showed a picture of a tweet, and in yeah. it, the guy was like yelling at the youth, saying like, like fuck you, I want to wear my leather, and I'm going to get fucked by a trash can in the alley, <laughs> right? Yeah. And I was like, okay, if you want to walk down the street and your puppy masks and you know, gag balls and chains. I'm here for it. Right? Yeah. I don't think anybody should be fucking mad at garbage can in the alley. Like, Oh no, 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 that's right. That's different. I, I don't think like actual sex needs to be happening in a parade float. Well, look, someone said that this was really smart. I think it's actually a discussion I was having somewhere on the air somewhere else. They're like that. They think a lot of people confuse the Folsom street fair with gay pride. Yeah. That's and, right. And at, now at Folsom, if you take your kid to Folsom, you're an idiot. I mean, <laughs> Folsom is very open about what it is. Yeah. And that to it's me, a, and it's a different thing. It's a different. It's a different thing. Um, and at Pride, yeah, if you want to express your, the, the, actually, to be honest with you, I've only been to a few gay Pride parades because we almost had a modern deal with the traffic. But my favorite, my favorite group has always been the fetish ones i don't care about the nurses for gay people or whatever you know like of course if you're the, if you're watching a parade yes it's much more interesting to see that all right very good then we are in agreement adam Salandra. all okay. right back on the main stage manila's named the winner of the challenge meanwhile alexis mateo and yara sofia are left in the bottom two forcing them to duke it out in a lip-sync battle for their lives the song i think about you by patty labelle during the performance yar broke down in tears and lay on the floor crying after the song, RuPaul told Alexis Mateo, Shantae, you stay, while Yara Sophia was asked to sashay away. Adam Salandra, he of show business. Any final thoughts on the episode? Um, 
I just thought it was interesting that Alexis wanted to quit and Yara was like, no, you have to. And then Alexis sent her home. <laughs> but yeah, in within that, Yara was the one having a breakdown. Um, so the tables really turned. But it's like you said, I think the competition was just a little too stressful for everybody. Yeah. This season, by the end, with all of that hard work that they all put into it. What's funny is even this is the last season this happened. But every other season after this would be the final episode of the taping. Then there would be a huge break and then the finale. This is, they still have another episode to film. That's right. Because an in-studio crowning. And so, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot. Um, yeah, like, you know, like I told you, look, we're at the stage and, and you would think they learned their lesson, but 10 years later they repeat this many episodes and it's just as, Boring and, and long and awful, but um, um, but I think there really wasn't much to this episode. I really do. I don't think there was much to this episode. And that's no, not a we bad still thing. gave it all. Our it's, all. Not, it's not a bad thing. It's not a. Good, I, I and again, I don't blame the girls. Nope. I just think it's a terrible production choice. You know. Yep. Um, I around. think at the time, right now, VH1 is trying to suck the life of, out of it. Um, but right. I think at the time, Logo needed it to be that many episodes because that's all Logo had, you know? Definitely. So, um, well, we'll see how this finale goes. All right, Adam, any other thoughts here? Just that I love spending this time with you. How dare you make fun of me? That's going to do it for this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Be sure to join us next week for the grand finale of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 3. I'm going to stop right here and laugh. I don't think you have any idea or I have any idea when we're taping <laughs> this. Good act- point. You, this actually might be one of these things where I, speaking of the last episode before the finale, it's like I have to text you like, hey, sorry. The grand finale is supposed to drop next week. <laughs> we need to record that grand finale. And I'll say, I fell asleep for most of the episodes anyway, and we yeah. still recorded a whole season, so I'm not worried about I it. Know. We'll, I know. We'll By the way, work. so if you next week, if you hear us go like, I have no idea what I thought about season three. That's because it's been so <laughs> long. It's yeah. Been a, uh, yeah. It's been so long happen. since uh, we recorded this episode. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race. We can be sure to join us next week for the grand finale of RuPaul's Drag Race season three. But until then, for Adam Salandra and... Um, myself. Sashay away, baby. Thank you for listening to RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Have something to say? Email us at dragracerecap at afterthought.media. For more Drag Race and LGBTQ content, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. You can follow Adam Salandra on Instagram at Adam Salandra. That's A-D-A-M-S-A-L-A-N-D-R-A. Follow Joe Batance on Instagram at Joe Batance. That's J-O-E-B-E-T-A-N-C-E. Drag Race Recap is an Afterthought Media podcast.